Hello, and welcome to the Revelation Podcast. My name is John, and I would like to thank you for taking the time listening. I hope that you've been enjoying the series of Jesus and Exodus, and we are going onward to to chapters 12, verses 45 through 51. And we will be looking at circumcision. Now, to start there, go to Romans chapter 2, verses 25 to 29. And with this, I will be reading from the ESV. And at this point, you can pause it so that you can find it in a hard copy or if you need to turn it to your device. Again, Romans chapter 2, verses 25 through 29. Right, Paul writes to the church and Paul writes to the Christians. For circumcision indeed is of value if you obey the law. But if you break the law, your circumcision becomes uncircumcision. So, if a man who is uncircumcised keeps the precepts of the law, Will not his uncircumcision be regarded as circumcision? Then he who is physically uncircumcised but keeps the law will condemn you who have the written code. And circumcision but break the law. For no one is a Jew who is merely one outwardly, nor is a circumcision outward and physical. But a Jew is one inwardly, and circumcision is a matter of the heart. By the Spirit not by the letter. His praise is not from man, but from God. Now what I'd like to do to get us towards Exodus chapter 12, verses 43 through 51, is I'd like to go ahead and start taking pieces out of Romans chapter 2, verses 25 through 29, so we can see that circumcision does not save anyone. And so the first piece I'm going to look at is talk about not upholding God's law makes circumcision useless. For circumcision indeed is of value if you obey the law. But if you break the law, your circumcision becomes uncircumcision. When it comes to entering God's kingdom, number one, only the righteous can inherit God's kingdom. Jesus tells this to the crowd. Matthew chapter 5 verse 20. For I tell you, unless your righteousness exceeds that of the scribes and Pharisees, you will never enter the kingdom of God. And in Hebrews chapter 12 verse 14, Pursue peace with all people and holiness without which no one will see the Lord. And 1 Peter chapter 1 verses 15 through 16 says, But as he who is called you is holy, you also be holy in all your conduct, because it is written, Be holy, for I am holy. So that we can see with these verses that 
I've read that in order for us to enter into God's kingdom, we have to be righteous and we have to be holy. It's God's righteousness and holiness that allow us to enter into God's kingdom and it is not circumcision. All right. Well, who is righteous even with circumcision? Well, the Bible says all have sinned. Romans chapter 3, verse 23. For all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Isaiah chapter 64, verse 6 says, We have all become like one who is unclean, and all our righteous deeds are like a polluted garment. We all fade like a leaf, and our iniquities, like the wind, take us away. And Romans chapter 2, verse 12 says, For all who have sinned without the law will also perish without the law. And all who have sinned under the law will be judged by the law. Those who have sinned without the law are the Gentiles, not being circumcised. And we see God speaking to them in Romans chapter 1, verses 29 through 32. They were filled with all manner of unrighteousness, evil, covetousness, malice. They are full of envy, murder, strife, deceit, maliciousness. They are gossip, slanders, haters of God, insolent, haughty, boastful, inventors of evil, disobedient to parents, foolish, faithless, heartless, ruthless. Though they know God's righteousness decree that those who practice such things deserve to die, they not only do them, but give approval to those who practice them. Now going back to Romans chapter 2 verse 12. And looking at, and all who have sinned under the law would be judged by the law. Those are the Jews. Jesus condemned the Pharisees for breaking the commandment of God for their tradition. Matthew chapter 15 verse 3 says, And why do you break the commandment of God for the sake of your tradition? So, Man tries to put his teaching with God's teaching. And what that ends up doing is that ends up breaking God's law. And if one, per, if one commandment is broken, then the person is guilty of breaking the entire law. James chapter 2, verse 10. Whoever keeps the whole law but fails in one point has become guilty of all of it. In verses 10 through 11, he says, on verses 11, For he who said, Do not commit adultery, also said, Do not murder. If you do not commit adultery, but do murder, you have become a transgressor of the law. And in 1 John chapter 3, verse 15 says, Everyone who hates his brother is a murderer. And you know that no murderer has eternal life abiding in him. Now, we see the way that the Pharisees treated their fellow men, that they increased their burden, and they made it difficult for them to get into the kingdom of heaven. All that comes from hatred in their heart. 
And we see in James chapter 2, verse 11 says that if you do not commit adultery, but do murder, you have become a transgressor of the law. Also, it says, if you do not murder, but if you commit adultery, you are also a transgressor of the law. In Matthew chapter 5, verses 27 through 28, you have heard that it was said, you shall not commit adultery. But I say to you that everyone who looks at a woman with lustful intent has already committed adultery with her in his heart. So we can see that no one can be declared righteousness even with circumcision. And so, in Romans chapter 3 verse 9, you know, Paul asked the question of, What then? Are we Jews any better off? No, not at all. For we have already charged that all, both Jews and Greeks, are under sin. We are all sinners, even if we have circumcision. In verses 11 through 12 of Romans chapter 3, No one understands. No one seeks for God. All have turned aside. Together, they have become worthless. No one does good, not even one. So we can see from the word of God that in this world, there is no one righteousness and there is no one holy, even if they did circumcision. So, how can we be righteous to enter into the kingdom of God? For I tell you, Unless your righteousness exceeds that of the scribes and Pharisees, you will never enter the kingdom of God. Jesus called the Pharisees hypocrites for practicing fake righteousness. But he still told people that unless their righteousness exceeds the Pharisees, they will not enter into God's kingdom. Righteousness is in Jesus. We are righteous when we believe in Jesus. Romans chapter 3 verse 22 says, The righteousness of God through faith in Jesus Christ for all who believe, for there is no distinction. The blood of Jesus did what no animal sacrifice could do, and that was to make us righteous. Also, you could say that the blood of Jesus could do what no circumcision can do, and that was to make us righteous. In Hebrews chapter 9, verse 11 through 14 explains why is that. But when Christ appeared as a high priest of the good things that have come, then through the greater and more perfect tent, not made with hands, that is, not of his creation, he entered once for all into the holy places, not by the means of blood of goats and calves, but by the means of his own blood, thus securing an eternal redemption. For if the blood of goats and bulls and the sprinkle of defiled persons with the ashes of a heifer sanctify for the purification of the flesh, how much more will the blood of Christ, who through the eternal spirit offered himself without blemish to God, purify our conscience from dead works to serve the living God? Animal blood was blemished due to the world 
fallen. Jesus was perfect, and he did not sin, and we see that throughout the Bible. Isaiah chapter 53, verse 9. And he made his grave with the wicked, and with the rich in his dead, because he had done no violence, neither was any deceit in his mouth. In 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 21. For he hath made him to be sin for us, who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteous of God in him. In 1 Peter chapter 1, verses, 1 Peter chapter 2, verses 22. He committed no sin, neither was deceit found in his mouth. There were many animal sacrifices for sin, but Jesus just had to die once. In Hebrews chapter 10, verses 12 through 14, But when Christ had offered for all time a single sacrifice for sins, he sat down at the right hand of God, waiting from that time until his enemy should be made a footstool for his feet. For by a single offering he has perfected for all time those who are being sanctified. Now, for sin... You know, Romans chapter 6, verse 23, it starts off, For the wages of sin is death. The wages of sin is death. The only way that sin can be justified is by death. There had to be blood for sin to be atoned for. Indeed, under the law, almost everything is purified with blood. And without the shedding of blood, there is no forgiveness of sins. That comes from Hebrews chapter 9, verse 22. And going back to Romans chapter 6, verse 23. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life. Jesus did what no law in circumcision could do. For that he would have had to suffer repeatedly since the foundation of the world. But as it is, he has appeared once for all at the end of ages to put away sin by the sacrifice of himself. And just as it is appointed for man to die once and after that comes judgment. So Christ had been offered once to bear the sins of many, will appear a second time, not to deal with sin, but to save those who are eagerly waiting for him. Christ's blood saves us, and that's what circumcision could not do. In Ephesians chapter 1, verse 7 says, In him we have redemption. Remember, without remission, there could be no forgiveness of sins. In him, we have redemption through his blood. The forgiveness of our trespasses, according to the richness of his grace. And in John chapter 3, verses 14 through 16, it says, And as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, so must the Son of Man be lifted up. That refers to his death. That whoever believes in him may have eternal life. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. And it's worth reading Romans chapter 6 verse 23 again. For the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus.
Romans chapter 3, verses 24 through 25. And are justified by His grace as a gift, to the redemption that is in Christ Jesus, whom God put forth as an appropriation by His blood to be received by faith. This was to show God's righteousness, because in His divine forbearance, He had passed over former sins. So, we are righteous before God when we are saved. We are saved when we confess that Jesus is Lord and believe Him in our hearts. If the blood of Jesus was what saved people, then why did God command the Israelites to be circumcised? In Exodus chapter 12, verses 43 through 44 says, And the Lord said to Moses and Aaron, this is a statue of the Passover. No foreigner shall eat of it, but every slave that is bought from money may eat of it after you have circumcised him. The foreigner had to be circumcised in order to participate in the Passover. God commanded Abraham to be circumcised to be set apart unto him. But Abraham believed in God before he was circumcised. Moses had to circumcise his firstborn son. All the males after the eighth day had to be circumcised. Even Jesus was circumcised. Later on, the Jews tried to get the Gentiles circumcised in order for them to be saved. Now that is why Paul had explained to them that it was not circumcision that saved them, but it was faith in Jesus Christ like it was for Abraham. In Romans chapter 4, verse 11, he received the sign of circumcision as a seal of the righteousness that he had by faith, while he was still uncircumcised. The purpose was to make him the father of all who believe without being circumcised, so that righteousness would be counted to them as well. Jesus was not manifested until New Testament times. In Hebrews chapter 9, verse 8 says, The Holy Spirit indicating this, that the way into the holiest of all was not yet made manifest, while the first tabernacle was still standing. And then again, back in Hebrews chapter 9, verses 21 through 24, Then likewise, he sprinkled blood, both the tabernacle and all the vessels of the ministry. And according to the law, almost all things are purified with blood. And without shedding of blood, there is no remission. Therefore, it was necessary that the copies of things in the heavens should be purified with these. But the heavenly things themselves were the better sacrifices than these. For Christ has not entered the holy places made with hands, which are copies of the truth, but into heaven itself, now appearing in the presence of God for us. Now that Jesus is manifested, Romans chapter 3, verses 21 through 22 says, But now the righteousness of God has made manifest as apart from the law, although the law and the prophets bear witness to it. The righteousness of God through faith in Jesus Christ for all who believe, for there are, there is no distinction. So how are we to receive the gift of salvation? Going back to Romans chapter 10, verses 9 through 10, that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God had raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart one believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. 
from Romans chapter 10, verses 9 through 10, we see two things that we must do to be saved. Number one, we confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord. And number two, we believe in Jesus with our hearts to receive his salvation to be righteousness. Therefore, circumcision is useless. Going back to Romans chapter 2, verses 28 through 29. For no one is a Jew who is merely one outwardly, nor is circumcision outward and physical. But a Jew is one inwardly, and circumcision is a matter of heart, by the Spirit, not by the letter. His praise is not from man, but from God. We are circumcised inwardly with a new heart. And that's what is and that's what it says in Hebrews chapter ten, verse sixteen through eighteen. This is a covenant that I will make with them. After those days, declares the Lord, I will put my laws on their hearts and write them on their minds. Then he added, I will remember their sins and the lawless deeds no more. Where there is forgiveness of these, there is no longer any offering of sin. The blood of Jesus did it all for us. He did what no law, no sacrifice, and no circumcision could do. And that is, he saved us from our sins. He made us righteous so that we could stand before God. You know, people still circumcise outwardly. But remember, that does not save us. When we become born again of the Spirit, our heart is circumcised with His law. He has written His law on our hearts. We have a new heart of flesh. Now, I hope that you're blessed by this. I hope that you have a chance to read along and look into the words so that you can see of what is being said here is true or not. It's important for us to get confirmation from the word. It's the word that we get confirmation from. And when we read the word, we should read through the spirit. And when we teach the word, we should teach through the spirit. Amen. Well, I look forward to doing two more podcasts for this week i will have one tomorrow and one for friday